Get spin, get spin. Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, from beat to beat, from duct tape heart to baby seat, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. You're really starting to reach for those. <laughs> I am not! I have like nine of them. Hey, I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Saker, and I am the walrus. <laughs> I am Evan. I actually got that, but I'm not going to let... I'm going to... Num- number nine. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> That's good. I like that. We throw in a little more... I feel like we talk oh, about more, the Beatles more. as much as we talk about the Bare Naked Ladies on this podcast. And I literally know nothing about the Beatles. What? What, do you, what is there to know about the Beatles? They were good, and then they were weird, and then they died. <laughs> There's two of them still alive. Whatever. Ringo just got knighted. He did. I yeah. saw that. Did you see that vegan... Uh, Twitter was like uh, vegan Twitter. Vegan Twitter. Somebody on vegan Twitter was like, the only two surviving members of the Beatles are vegans, and somebody was like, meat didn't kill like, John Lennon, <laughs> and didn't kill. It didn't kill. Uh... Yeah, well, it did. But th- their response was crazed meat eaters killed John Lennon, which is the perfect response to that. Speaking of John Lennon, well, we'll get into that a little bit later, but John Lennon, what a prescient thing to talk about on this episode of the podcast. Podcast, indeed. Ooh. Um, hey, you know what? I, uh, we just bought some new podcasting equipment, which uh, you may be able to notice from last week's pod, yes. uh, and I really had to go through the, the cost-benefit analysis of, of whether this was going to be worth it, so what I did was I broke down how many songs are on all of the Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> mainline albums. Is that why you asked me to bring like a dollar thirty-five to give you every show? <laughs> every show you owe me a well, fucking... Here's your fucking money. No, I want you to Venmo it to me. Minor <laughs> amounts. All right, dick. <laughs> but we are going to be doing... 163 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> That's over three years of content. <sighs> Do you think we'll be doing this three and a half years from now? God, maybe. Your son will be talking. He can guest on an episode. <laughs> By fake nudes time. He can be- Actually, uh, my my partner um, bought him the Bare Naked Ladies Kids Snack album. Snack time? Snack time. It's so good. Well, she's, she said... Uh, should I get the, the album for him? I said, no, we have to wait till we do it on the pod. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be, he's going to be like 11 years old before we do it on the pod. <laughs> well, that's not a mainline album. I didn't count it. Oh, we're not going to do. Well, we could, but the problem with snack time is there are songs on there that are like a minute long. So I don't know how much we can dig in. Plus there's like 30 songs. So it's going to add another okay, well, like we... 10 months. <laughs> we have a new year of snack time. To our time. death march across <laughs> yeah. the, but... But, I mean, anything that keeps us away from the later albums. Oh, God. Yeah, Snack Time, I think, was one of the last hurrahs. It might be the last hurrah that Wasn't Stephen that, Page. Yeah, it was one of the ones that drove him away, wasn't it? I think he was doing coke in the studio while recording Naked. Snack Time. Naked, yeah. But speaking of Stephen Page, do you think Stephen Page was the John Lennon of Bare Naked Ladies? He was a meat eater. So <laughs> he's got something in common with Lennon. Uh, how so? Give me... Well, he was the creative... He was the one... Well, I, I'm not saying... Well, he and Ed are obviously the creative, just like yeah. John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. And Paul McCartney spun off into shittier things. I well, mean, the... the be- I mean, you well, think who knows wings? how shitty Lennon would have gotten if he had not been murdered. <laughs> That's true. He didn't have a chance to show how shitty he was. Although, but, although I do like Electric Ono Band. Like, I, I that album's a good, a good oh, album. Is that a Lennon album? John Lennon, Electric Ono Band, yeah. I thought, okay prescient that you should mention the electric ono <laughs> band uh i don't i've never listened to any electric ono was that uh pre or post-mortem did he record it after he died <laughs> or before i'm gonna dignify that with a response 
Um, no, I mean, but what is, what's Stephen Page doing these days? He's playing Bare Naked Ladies covers and with other disgraced Canadian musicians. I'm gonna be honest, doing it better than the actual Bare Naked Ladies. way better than them. But well, hey, we're gonna wait until we see them live. I didn't say they're disgraced Canadian musicians. <laughs> Who else is in that band? Do you I have no, they're all, they're all like Canadian Canadian bands. Yeah. So Bare Naked Ladies is the only one I think that had broad appeal. And it, feel free to excoriate me because I want to know more about these people, but I'm too lazy to look them up. <laughs> okay. So listeners, please send me or tell me about good songs that the, the um, trans Canadian highwaymen, the other members of their out- outfit have done, because I, r- I really want to hear more music. Cause I love music. Right. Uh, I don't think they have a Wikipedia page, which is real weird to me. No, it's Moberg, Chris Murphy, Craig Northey and Stephen Page. Yeah, like I said, none of those names mean anything to me. Do you want to... No, it's not just... Listen, you don't need to drill deep into the trans-Canadian. <laughs> Mo Berg is a baseball player. American baseball coach. He was also a spy for the Office of Strategic Services during World War II. He's been dead since 1972, much like John Lennon. No, John Lennon died in 80. Hey, come on. Fuck off. I'm trying to make a connection here. <laughs> Just like the Beach Boys oh, and sh- Compact Discs and James Bond. <laughs> Let's play everybody's favorite game. Uh, I don't have. I don't want to make another theme song like I did last week. That was a horrific thing when I had to make the theme song. I don't know. I kind of liked it. Did you? All right, good. I'm glad. I'm going uh, to throw you more mixing challenges as we go on. <laughs> well, everybody uh, seemed to like Scave Maria, so yeah, you yeah. really should. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. You son of a bitch. <laughs> me, son of a bitch. Me. Hey, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned being naked in the studio. Uh, as you may know, Bandicoot Ladies record one song on each album completely mm-hmm. naked in the yes. studio. Somebody suggested to us that no. we have to <laughs> record one episode of the podcast. We can make that, we can make that a reward. <laughs> what pictures or just the knowledge that we're doing it naked knowledge no the knowledge we have to do whatever song bnl did naked no we have I to do, do naked want, i do not want to strip evans strip right now i'll have to, have to be some sort of contest to get me to do it okay well that'll be if we get three itunes <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad i can start up a ko-fi and if we get ten dollars in money in money I dollars need, i don't want money oh let's just that's so demeaning. I'm obviously Will not ten dollars do- make you take off your? I'm clothes? not doing this for money. Uh huh. What are you doing it for? I want to know. Because I want to spend a good, fun time talking with my friend Saker oh, about buddy. something neither of us really know much about. <laughs> it's true. We could be watching a movie or playing a game, but we're yeah. talking about BNL. We could be talking about something that we have a shared interest in. <laughs> it's true. It's that. Well, is that shared hatred or shared interest? I, I don't, don't hate them. Yeah, I don't hate <laughs> naked ladies. Neither of us hate naked ladies. They were, I was just. They were so not on my radar ever. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with them, man. I oh, actually loved them. But now I do hate them because they're of their recent albums. But we'll get to that in 163 weeks. <laughs> oh, I haven't listened to any of their recent albums, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let myself just... That's not true. You told me you listened to... When we bought our tickets to the Brandy Ladies concert we're going to in July, it, you came with a free download of fake nudes, did it not? You got me. <laughs> Which you listened to. You told me you listened to like three songs that immediately deleted the it was, album. It was halfway through Canada Dry. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm keeping the album in my recycle bin. <laughs> so that when we discuss it... <laughs> yeah, I'm just like... I'm not now. deleting it. So I just put it in the recycle bin so it's out of mind. Smart. Move. Sight, but will you not empty your recycle bin for the next three years i'll take it out empty my recycle <laughs> bin and that's so good uh let's get to the uh the actual uh one we're talking about today so <laughs> all right today's song that we are talking about is be my yoko ono and if you've never heard it you can hear a clip from it right here 
And if there's someone you can't live without, then do so. And if there's someone you can just shove out, well, do so. You can be my Yoko Ono. Okay, Evan, be my Yoko Ono. What were your initial thoughts on this song? Well, I I knew this song too, but it wasn't it wasn't like a Brian Wilson where I'd heard it over and over again. So this right. was still kind of I mean I knew the the chorus of it, but I didn't know anything else about it. Right. Um. And it when I was listening to Enid on YouTube. Okay. Yoko Ono was like next on the yeah. thing, so I had to keep hearing the beginning part of the video, which is her going <laughs> like that. Yeah. So every every time Enid would end, it would be, <laughs> and be like, oh, okay, Yoko Ono, I gotta it's change it back. Not the beginning of a song, but it's the music video. <laughs> oh, it, it starts right in with her yodeling. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, the music I'm sorry. video starts with her because it's a music video on YouTube is the one that. Right. Um, it's got the it's, archival clips. It's interspersed with her, yeah. Yeah. And it was because Sean Lennon mm-hmm. heard this song and sent it to his mother, Yoko Ono. Yeah. And she said, you have permission to use video clips of me. She then, sent them the video clips. Yeah. And then later, somebody interviewed her about it, and she said, it's a fine song, but if I had a million dollars, is way better. <laughs> she's like, God, that ending. Right. Yeah. Oh, that bridge, you mean? Oh, let's talk about that. The, uh, why, 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 why? <laughs> is that what you're talking about? I don't know. I don't know what she was talking about because it was just clipped into the video. Yeah. Well, and they they imitate that. I'm really glad that in the video they did have that for context because as a kid, I always thought that that came off as like weirdly racist. I didn't know that it was a thing that Yoko Ono did. Yeah. I thought they were just trying to be like, like they were young and stupid and weirdly racist when they were like, oh, yo, 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 yo. Oh, like. This is a weird song, but at least now I understand that there's some context for it. Um, yeah, what the fuck are they doing there? What is the bridge in general? It's a nightmare bridge. It's terrible. <laughs> Do you hate it? I fucking hate this song. No! This is a good song! It is a good song that is ruined. By? Blame it on Yoki! <laughs> Don't blame it on Yoki! God, it's so fucking juvenile. That line? That fucking line. Ruins the song for you. A hundred times. Like I'm like okay, I love the I like the song. Uh-huh. It's, it's really kind of it's kind of deep in a lot of ways because the question it's asking is you know would you give up everything for true love? Yeah. And then they're like, don't blame it on you, kid. <laughs> just that line. God, I, it? but yeah, it was just it just took me out of the scene. I don't like all these people slagging her for breaking up the Beatles. Don't blame it on you, kid. I mean, if I was John. <laughs> okay, very good. It just removed. It just I wanted to punch ed in the fucking face <laughs> i'm sure he's a perfectly fine guy but goddamn, you that... sound like you're blaming it on ed he wants you to not blame everything on on one person don't pin the beatles breakdown on yoki I know, it wasn't yoki's fault and you're blaming this song's downfall on ed yeah it was horrible <laughs> what you are not taking don't be my yoko owner to heart so the guy whose line that i hate <laughs> i'm not listening to yes that's correct I don't think you're giving Hitler a fair shot. Did you even listen? To, oh, did you even Jesus. read my comp? I remember once we were we were talking about Denny's on this podcast. <laughs> Several times we were my friends and I were. I think it was after a dance and we were at Denny's and we were talking and I, being the uh, history douchebag that I am, 
was talking about you know the, the Nazis in World War II and what sort of uh, scientific advancements we got from them, <laughs> like, like highways and jet propulsion things like that. And they were just uh, they were just poo poo. They were just saying it's fucking Nazis. They're fucking Nazis. Nothing. I'm like the Nazis had a lot of good ideas, and oh, then. Jesus you could hear a pin fucking drop in Denny's. And I went, oh, no, no, I'm so sorry. I don't mean that. <laughs> Holy shit. What a inflammatory child yeah, you Yeah, I was a dum-dum. Yeah, oh, we're all that way as children. Yeah, in, so, the, in the Denny's. As the bare naked ladies But at were. least I tipped. Oh. Is that a story I told on the cast? I think so. Oh, oh that, boy. That Saker only tipped a nickel on I a... I tipped 20%. You tipped 20 cents on an endless cup of coffee. <laughs> It was an endless cup of hot chocolate with a cherry shot and extra whipped cream. Thank you. And thank you, Kayla. Always our, our consummate hostess. <laughs> um, yeah. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, that bridge is the worst. Oh, and life is just one big pun. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, her name is Yoko Ono, so they had to face a lot of Ono puns. Yoko Ono, here we go. Our life is one big pun. Oh no, here we go. I do hate I do hate all the puns in this song. Yeah. Be so, my Yoko. Oh no. Here we go. <laughs> so see, it's a great, it's, I don't know. It's like someone took a, a good idea. Like, mm-hmm. you know, would you be willing to give up your fame and fortune for some, for true love? Mm-hmm. And then they just ran it through like a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like it's sung by a fucking robotic rat. Sure, this is the animatronic <laughs> yeah. filter on this song. Jesus Christ. Like. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. But I mean, th- this is where the- this is where they're showing like their their high schoolness is showing. Like they probably wrote this song when they were like in their yeah. late teens, early twenties. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, I certainly think uh, that there is a lot of juvenility in this song. Um, there's also not a whole lot to dig into. Like this song's like two and a half minutes long or mm-hmm. something. It's a relative shorty, and even in that, I mean, they kind of speed through some lyrics, and I mean the 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 chorus is very simple. Um, yeah, there's not, it's, it's, you're right. I feel like they had, they had a thesis. They fucked up the thesis. They, 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 they. Well, so is this, is this a song that's written by Paige and Ed? Because uh, I have a, I have a theory. This about song it. is credited to Robertson and Paige. So oh. you think Robertson fucked this song over? Cause I, Brian Wilson was just Paige. Yeah. I feel like Paige is really the Lennon and well, I guess Robertson is the Ringo. Oh, hold up. So, Although Ringo was actually a consummate musician, so everyone can did you, leave Ringo alone. He's a knight now. <laughs> Sir Ringo. Uh, drums. Uh, did you like Enid? I did like Enid. Let's see if your thesis holds true. That was a Robertson Page jam. Ooh. Well, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that... You're not saying Robertson's touch is the anti-Midas touch. Yes. You're just saying that Page's touch is the Midas touch. Correct. I see. All right. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, I, you know what? I like this song though. I think this song starts with a bang. Like it's just immediate off the bat, like mm-hmm. fun. Um, I think that this song has a great energy to it. Yep. I mean, it's, it's going at a breakneck pace. Um, I think the ooze are very, again, they got those patented mm-hmm. Vanity Ladies harmonies. This song reminds me a lot of, have you ever listened to, um, Paul Simon, the Graceland album? No. There's a lot of... I'm going to put a clip of Ladysmith Black Mombazo here. This song specifically reminds me of 
reminds me of a lot of the uh, the stuff that they do um, in terms of the they, they just do a lot of um, um, wordless harmonies like ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, and I think that 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 stuff is is really great. Um, yeah, I like I did not. I feel like this song is is goes in when it's good, it's great, and when it's bad, it's real, real bad. Musically is where it stands out. Mm-hmm. Lyrically is where it fucking flops. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I liked the you know if there's some someone you can live without, then do so. If there's someone you can just shove out, well, do so. Like those were that was good lyrics for me. Th- those worked. I, I wanted to know how those first two lines related to the rest of the song. Like I understand that the song is like. You know, um, what was it? What was your interpretation of the song? That it, can you give up everything for, for true love? So yeah. if there's like, someone, like, can you walk away from the Beatles for true love? Which sort of negates their premise of don't blame it on Yoki because the argument of the song is that John Lennon left the Beatles right. for Yoko Ono, which isn't true at all. Right? Yes. Uh, they so... hated each other long before that. <laughs> That's true. I, I felt that. Yeah, you're right. The way that you interpret it, the first two lyrics do make uh, a lot more sense. There are a lot of lyrics that are straight up bad in this song, though. Um, how don't about... blame it on Yoki. <laughs> I I swore he was saying don't blame it on Yoki. I thought he was saying don't blame it on the Italian See, that potato would be better. pasta. <laughs> that would be way better. <laughs> Please don't blame this on Yoki. Leave I him... know we had a bad date at that Italian restaurant. Give him some head scratching. Yeah, it's my fault, not Yoki. Not Yoki's. <laughs> There's a um a wonderful pizza place down the street from us called Borgata's. Mm. Oh, got New York style. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. Their, uh, st- their shirts say, uh, I did it all for the gnocchi. gnocchi. Do they really? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I gotta get some Borgata's. Well, one of the lyrics is, uh, well, first up, bare naked as two virgins, hand in hand and hand in hand love, right? Yeah. Oh, isn't it beautiful to see two people so much in love? Bare naked as two virgins, hand in hand and hand in hand in love. Um, Way to call bare back naked to as, to, yeah. Come on, you're cutting it a little close, buddy. Very naked is. But previous, the previous line of that is, isn't it beautiful to see two people so much in love? Right. Bare naked eyes, two virgins. They rhyme love with love. That shit pisses me <laughs> off so bad. Isn't it beautiful to see two people so much in love? Bare naked eyes, two virgins, hand in hand and hand in hand in gloves like that would be fine but but, but the, they're referring a specific picture of john and yoko where they're walking away from the camera hey, naked hey, hand in hand that's fine buddy that's great isn't it beautiful to see two people so much in love hand in hand and hand in hand no gloves like fuck it just replace your second love with something you can't rhyme love with love it's a garbage rhyme it's no seriously from a musical standpoint when i hear rappers rhyming like you know oh uh you know, we, we stayed in the hostel and he was acting hostile. I'm like, just because they're homonyms, it's the same sound, it's the same word. That shit pisses me off. And then they do another lazy rhyme later where it's like, well, you know what I'm saying this? I might be stepping on pins and needles. Like, you can almost hear his shit-eating grin as he's like, guess what I'm going to rhyme needles with. That was my same with with the Don't Blame It on Yoki. Yeah. Or, or just, you could just see Ed Robertson just sort of like grinning through the microphone yeah. at you. I feel like he's like, they call me four eyes they call me jim jam they call me sparkle taint they call me dick in his mouth like it's just one of those lines like a throwaway line that just cut yes cut my throat yeah lyrically the content in this song is not good i know that when i say this i may be stepping on pins and needles but i don't 
them like all these people slagging her for breaking up the Beatles. And plus, you can be my Yoko Ono. You can be my Yoko Ono. This song, I feel like, is painting Yoko, obviously, to be the bad guy. Well, they're saying she's not the bad guy. But, mm-hmm. like, John Lennon was the bad guy. Like, he was a serial abuser. He used to beat Yoko Ono. He beat his children. He, like, he was verbally abusive. Like, oh, but, like, some ball and chain, you're just hanging off my ankle. That Yoko, she's always my old lady. <laughs> like, maybe the, Maybe that's from the perspective of Yoko Ono. I mean, her career has really taken off since she got rid of John Lennon. <laughs> what what's she been doing since she got rid of John Lennon? <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't mean it that <laughs> way. That's quotes. a horrible thing to say. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. Um, my oh, mom gee, got uh... rid of my dad a couple of years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, back in the 70s, I, I liked a couple of her albums. Like, Infinite Universe was a pretty solid rock album. I've never heard any of her and she's just, uh, she's just She like kind of broke out in the dance scene relatively recently. Like, in the early teens, the 20 teens, she had... Um, a couple dance remixes of her songs like uh really? oh uh was it called angel angel it was a uh, dank dank dank, dank, dank trap a, dank trap dank trap dank trap remix of angel we're gonna put it in right <laughs> here trump. we're gonna put it in right here Yeah, I can dig that song. This is great. Yeah, it's got a it's got a very like Chibamato vibe to it. Yeah, well, that's actually you saw me pulling up Chibamato on my computer. Well, here. I wrote down Chibamato in my notes. Did you? So yeah, I, I, I <laughs> throw this. I was gonna say it all along, you asshole. Um, because uh, Sean Lennon was in Chibamato. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he was uh he was one of the driving forces behind Chibamato, and and uh that was one of the things that drew me to the band. I mean, I I am a huge Chibamato fan. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I'm so sad they broke up. But, um, uh, like, Hotel Valentine was probably my album of the year in 2014. That shit is good. But, yeah, I, I feel like, um, uh, yeah, where was I going with that? Sean Lennon. Dink Trap with? Remix. Dink um, Trap Remix. Real, real you remix. wanted to comment on Angel. Yeah, Angel was, that was great. I'm going to keep that song, even though I just downloaded it to insert it into this section here. Um, yeah, I don't know. You ever wanna, I mean, she was never just a musician. She was like a conceptual artist too. She yeah. she was sort of cutting edge yeah. in performance art. And... Did, did you? Uh, it was right after Trump got elected. Did you hear her response to that on Twitter? No, but I bet it was amazing. It's great. She like the the caption is just like uh, my response to the election, and it was a SoundCloud file, and it was just her like screaming for like 47 (laughs) seconds just like at the top of her voice it is beautiful uh i'm gonna put it in right here i hope i broke all of your speakers well i mean we're gonna remix he's gonna obviously remix it right here yeah like musically i love this song but lyrically i hate it well although musically that one part where it goes do 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 hit it sounds like a fucking mcdonald's jingle oh i love mcdonald's personal venus Weird, like, 
ad libs on the song. Like in the middle of the song, Stephen Page goes like, "Good night," or something. <laughs> like it's real. You can hear it right here. You can be my. It's just a weird, weird ad lib. There's a lot of weird shit going on in this song. Yeah. But yeah. but I mean, it, you can be my Yoko Ono as if she was a ball. Like they call her a ball and chain, but she has her own fucking career. Yeah. No, she's her like, own. I mean, person. she wasn't as big as the Beatles, but I'd say she was in her field quite quite big yeah quite large yeah yeah I i'd remember, say so too in the field of performance art yeah and... there was that like what cut was it called where they just she had like people cut clothes off of her yes yeah because they reference it in the video to this did oh. you watch the video to be my i didn't watch yeah. the video oh, oh, i did. did i did watch the video yeah because yeah. stephen page is cutting clothes off ah, it's a reference to cut yeah yeah yeah, dumb, yeah, dumb. yeah which is yeah it's a real but it's a pardon the expression it's a real deep cut because i did not realize that's what it was a reference to until i did a little well, that digging. was like one of her big things i did not know yeah. that yeah no, I remember um, there was. Do you ever go to Twice Love Books? I fucking loved Twice Love Books. Yeah, yes, it was a it was a bookstore in Youngstown. Yes, it was just we... like a old house that was just covered in moth eaten books. Yeah, Youngstown just dig, represent. You would just dig through. Yes, but I found one, a Yoko the Grapefruit Book, which was one of her books there. Okay, uh, it's like an art book, but it was like a it had a bunch of like thought exercises. Okay, and one of them I just remember one of them, and it was just a like a couple lines and it was just what you could do you could either do it well obviously you couldn't do it but you could think about what would happen if you did it and it was hide until everyone goes home <laughs> hide until everybody forgets about you <laughs> hide until everybody dies oh, Jesus so Christ. and i remember sitting there as a kid like if i hid amongst these books how long would my parents search for me <laughs> Like, until they gave up. Would they, uh, how long until they gave up? Like, And how long would I have to die until people forgot about... Or how long would I have to hide <laughs> for people to forget about me? I'm just a little kid. Like, I haven't done much. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was... Uh... So, yeah. So, that kind of, like... That was, like, one of my formative, mo- like, f- philosophical moments. Is, like, little <laughs> eight-year-old Evan pawing through... Damn. ...the books at Twice Love Books. That's incredible. So, so I have a very... So- I have a big soft spot for Yoko. Yeah. Which is why I probably fucking which is another reason why i hate this song because it's yeah. just so mean to her yeah it is it is leave reverent. her alone please but it's, but it's also like reverent like the videos referencing her and they sent it to her and the mm-hmm. clips and it's weirdly that's i feel like they had a thesis and they just fucked around too much like yeah it's a weird song if you're team yoko i want you to hashtag yoko no joko <laughs> and if you are not on team yoko it's yoko go broko that's <laughs> <laughs> ah, so good <laughs> All right, excellent. You have anything else to add for Yoko Ono? Uh, I'm trying to think. Nope. Uh, right. Beatles weren't as great as everybody thought they were, but they're still pretty good. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Number nine. Number nine. Oh, have you heard? Uh, what the fuck was that other song? <laughs> Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Like yeah. The Paul McCartney song. Yeah, that's just a about a serial song. killer yeah. like, smashing people's heads. <laughs> Jeebus. It's a weirdo song. I I I don't know. I like the Beatles weird. I like Octopus's Garden a lot. Yeah, but I mean, there's like the weird. There's the good weird, and then yeah. there's like. Fucking revolution number nine. Yeah. This is so shameful to me, but... And, like, uh, savory truffle. I don't even know savory truffle. I like... What's the onion one? Glass onion? Glass onion, yeah. That's a great song, too. That's also... I like their deep cuts. I only got into the Beatles. This is, like, fucking terrible. When uh, Beatles Rock Band came out in, like, 2009, <laughs> I was like, hey... These guys are pretty good. How come nobody mentioned the Beatles to me before? My dad was super into the Beatles, so we we sort of were raised on them. You were a Beatles family. My dad was a, a Jimi Hendrix and Doors family. Okay. So I grew up on shitty music. Oh, the Doors aren't bad. Nope, the Doors fucking suck. You're wrong, and it's going to feel better when you admit to the Jimmy fact Hendrix that the, is, the Doors are great. Nope, they're both bad. <laughs> they all suck. Bob Marley? 
Sucks. Oh, God, yeah. Bob Marley was great. Uh-huh. But I really, living at, going to undergrad at Ohio University. Oh, boy. Ruined me on Bob Marley. Because yeah. you just walk down the fucking dorm the quad, quad and you yeah. just hear... Yeah. Oh yeah. I shot the share. South like, Green. Every smell the out pot of every you. fucking window. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like every frat party, just a bunch of white guys with dreadlocks. Yep. I'm like, come on. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, man. I grew up on shitty music, which is probably why I like the Barenaked Lady so, so quickly. The, the Doors are not shitty, they are. and neither is Jimi Hendrix. He is. I hate to break your little heart, which is a song we'll cover in a couple weeks. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. They were they're shitty. All right, anyway, time to move on to our next segment. You just earned a one-star review from me. I'm going to give our podcast a one-star fucking review. (laughs) All right, in this segment, we spin the wheel and we figure out what our segment is actually going to be. And this week, it's I Know. So, Evan, what's this song actually (laughs) about? Um, I think, I don't know. So this song, Be My Yoko Ono, I think this song, all right, here's what this song is actually about. I think that Stephen Page and Ed Robertson wrote this song for Yoko Ono as a courtship oh. ritual. I think this song is very, very literal. Don't be anyone else's Yoko Ono. Be my, my Yoko, Yoko Ono. Ono. So they were they were willing to walk away from zero fame, <laughs> zero fortune, singing yep. in like a Canadian phone booth. Yeah. In order to to court mar- one of the most court, famous performance artists of all, all time. time. Yes. <laughs> I think that's truly, I think, and, uh, you know, the fact that it even got to her amazes me. <laughs> the fact that she heard this song. Do you think the Barney Good Ladies will ever hear this podcast? Um, if Sean Lennon tweets it at them? <laughs> Sean, we're, 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 we need your help. We're counting on we're you, counting bro. on you, Sean Lennon. I am going to tweet this episode at Sean Lennon at the very least. <laughs> what do you think this song is about? Uh, I think this song is a satire. Of consumerism oh, you just, take, just take your pick i'm just i'm just reaching here i'm just shotgunning this out here uh so maybe it's about the b movie <laughs> and how so evan um he's like the b the the main the 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 uh, narrator of this is like the b uh-huh. played by jerry seinfeld in the b movie uh-huh. trying to court a much older much more powerful woman uh-huh. one who could literally crush him at any moment that's true all right Oh, I may be stepping on pins and needles, like yeah. a bee's stinger, like Yoko yes. when she steps on, on them. Uh, the Beatles, I think, is a clear <laughs> reference to insects. <laughs> Maybe this is about the bee movie. And it's, I don't know, there's no jazz in it. Though. Yeah, I think that they're, uh, well, they, she never answers. He asks if you like jazz and she never answers, does she? No, I don't think she does. Do you think Yoko I'm, Ono likes jazz? I'm pretending to know anything about the B-movie, and I'm, I'm 100% sure that Yoko Ono likes jazz. <laughs> That's very on She probably has a jazz album, because she's all over the place musically. Yeah, she probably does. I would imagine so. And I think the Beatles went on to some of their best stuff after they broke up that stupid band that they were in. Yeah? I mean, uh, you got you got John Lennon's Plastic Ono band, you've got Ringo Starr and his all-star band, <laughs> you got Wings. That was a... You got oh. Ebony and Ivory, the, Paul McCartney. And, yeah, uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, what? Do you like Wings? Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Two members of the Beatles got knighted. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> you don't knight just anybody, right? Right. Wait, who are the... Ringo and Paul? Paul. Paul, sir. Paul McCartney. Because the other two were dead. Yeah, but George Harrison and John Lennon would not have ever been knighted. <laughs> Why? 
And what does it have to do with wings? The teapot dome scandal, where um, John Lennon pulled the teapot off in front of the Queen. The big uh, what is reveal. this? Oh yeah, it was a it was a um, like a performance art piece he and uh, Yoko Ono were doing. Uh huh. And they got invited to like Buckingham Palace for high tea because you know they're fucking hot shit. They're bigger than Jesus, right? Right. And, quote, and, open quote. End quote. Yes. Close quote. So yeah, they they had the uh, teapot and it was just super hot tea, super hot scalding tea inside the pot. And the Queen like they presented it to her like it was a gift or something. They just whipped it off and there's like this fucking steam came up into her face and she was pissed and Holy you know shit. she stormed out. Oh my god. Yeah. So you think she never forgave? Did she hire Mark David Chapman? <laughs> do you think? I don't want to. Okay, let's not. Let's not go into that. All right, cool. <gasps> all right. I actually just made that all up. <laughs> I would never have guessed. I thought unlike that... unlike we're Saker, the stink stanky blue masticators. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have as many tells as my co-host God, here. When are we gonna get fan art of the stinky blue masticators? When we get fans, which is never. <laughs> hey, we have seventeen Facebook fans now. No, we have 17 Facebook likes. Yeah, and they're all our friends anyway. (laughs) Um, All right, Evan, was this song bare naked or fully clothed? I'd say it starts fully clothed Uh and then invites you to cut its clothes off. Oh my God, that's so good. So it is both simultaneously bare naked and fully clothed, depending on when you're viewing it. Yes, and depending on your own perspective. Yeah. Which is the soul of performance art, right? You're supposed to take away what you take away. Yeah. That's the most nothing thing you've ever said. Is this song good or bad? Well, it depends on if you like it or not. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Evan. <laughs> That's very helpful on this Burning Ladies Review yeah. podcast. So did say, you like it or not? I would say if you took out a quarter of the lyrics, <laughs> like if get rid of the song, this, this song without a bridge. So it's just a Be My Yoko Ono and then over like, and over, over again. And over again. <laughs> If this song were just the chorus to infinity. Just looped. Be my Yoko Ono again. And then, the, it's, so you, you start in with the, if there's something you can live without, then do so. Uh-huh. And then, you can be my Yoko, Yoko Ono. You can follow me wherever I go. And then, like, a record, like a 1990s, like, record scratch. And then it just goes straight into the chorus for, another, <laughs> be for, my, be for two my, minutes. I like that. In fact, they can just repeat the first step. Be my, 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 for seven minutes. Just don't blame it on Yoki. Don't blame it on Yoki. Oh, God. is that That's your idealized version of the song, is yeah. the first two lines and then the chorus. Yeah. No, I actually, they th- this was, um I did a little research on this, like the, the video, because the next one of the videos that was in the thing was the, uh, the queue on YouTube was them singing mm-hmm. it in one of those, like, apparently Canada had, like, these phone booths yeah. where you could, like, record two How minutes. crazy is that? And they did that in one of the phone booths, and I hated it even more, because it was, like, cut, but also Ed Robertson is just giving, like, a running fucking commentary the whole time. Oh, we're really? Yeah. I don't remember and that. They, so they were singing, and he's like, don't blame it on Yoki. Seriously, it's not her fault at oh, all. And, oh, like, they're still, like, singing and harmonizing, and he's like, it's not her fault at all. No, don't blame it on her. I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first music video they ever made. There was, like, you put in a, a toonie, and it, like, you could record one minute of video. And so they crammed the whole band into there and did, like, an abbreviated version. But in their defense, they were, like, 19. So... Yeah. I do not want to be judged on the art that I made when you I was 19. You thought Nazis were okay at 19 years old. I was younger than 19. <laughs> All right, but, fair uh, enough. Yeah, that... so you Please think... don't ever judge me on my teenage years. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought this song, thank you for asking, I thought this song was, <laughs> uh, this song is uh, 
this song is wearing a silk kimono, and sometimes it gives you a little peek behind the curtain. And Jesus under Christ. the curtain, it's wearing several pairs of underwear, like sure. seven or eight pairs of underwear. So it's a confusing song. So yeah, I think this is a silk kimono and seven pairs of underwear. That's what I've rated this song. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, now it's time to take an email from one of our fans. Uh, so this email is a question that is coming in from a person named Patrick Rigney. And so, do you know Patrick Rigney? I know of him, yes. Okay, very good. Again, if you want to email the podcast, it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. He's a fellow pizza lover. Is he really? Oh, yes. Oh, very good. And again, guys, we do need more emails. Please email us. Uh, Patrick says, woo hoo hoo. (laughs) Loving the pod. All things considered, Stephen Page's lyrical slash vocal contributions to the discography of the Bannicked Ladies were a huge part of what made the early to mid period of BNL records so special, and some might say that he was the tortured musical genius that really tied the band together. Obviously, the guys in BNL are still touring and making records, but my question is what musician? Real, living, dead, fictional, perhaps someone from Spinal Tap or Gem of Gem and the Holograms should be filling in slash co-fronting slash doing the songwriting with the current BNL lineup in Steven's absence. But we would eat craft dinner, Patrick. P.S. Evan, did you also discover BNL at Camp Fitch in the summer of 93 when every morning they had If I Had a Million Dollars and other Gordon cuts over the boys' camp loudspeaker? Yes. Okay, very good. Asked is, and answered, I, Yeah, that's a lot of sing-alongs. Uh, it was a million dollars. Everyone fucking loved that I had a, If I Had a Million Dollars. can't wait song. till we get to that app and we have nothing to say about it because yep. it's just a good song. <laughs> uh, so uh, what do you think? So what musician should be... This is, by the way, Patrick... The the perfect question. Yes. Thank you. Your, your question is the pizza of questions. <laughs> it certainly is. It's so good. I don't even know how to answer it. I mean, I was going to say uh, probably uh, Jim Morrison of The Doors. Fuck off. Nobody wants Jim Morrison <laughs> to do anything else in Veronica, or in, in the world. There's a reason he died. <laughs> the world was done with Jim Morrison. They had their fill. Uh, boy, oh boy. You know, it's hard because... I mean, there's plenty of joke answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you could answer, you know, I think Macy Gray should be part of the Pernicked Ladies. Well, she'd do a good job. Yeah, but truly, coming from the music scene that I'm coming from, I know a lot of indie comedy musicians with real musical chops who would be golden as frontmen for the Pernicked Ladies. So here's my here's 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 my honest to god contribution. Um, I think. Rand Bellavia of the band Ookla the Mock out of New York. I love Ookla the Mock. Do you really? Yeah. Have you heard them? He came to your wedding. Oh, that was Adam English of the band Ookla the Mock. Okay. But <laughs> Rand is the other guy, but Ookla the Mock is great. Yeah. And uh, they're comedic. They got fucking musical chops. They got it all. And I think he could fill in for Stephen Page in Macy Gray's absence. Let me uh, answer your question. Uh didn't ask a question go ahead let me answer your statement <laughs> okay with another statement i think that would suck not <laughs> okay. because ukla the mock is bad uh-huh. but because they don't need another fucking Guga comedy guy but uh, Stephen you, do Page, you think it works the way it does right now i think that's because doesn't. they've got too much fucking comedy canada dry I, you have fake a, nudes listen that that's a little bit of comedy but on the whole They've tried, and we'll discuss this in 160 weeks, but they're trying too hard to be a mainstream pop band. Like, none of it is, it used to be tongue-in-cheek, it used to have something, but now it's just like... See, I felt like Stephen Page always brought the sort of, the sort of bones, the the heart and soul of it, and then Ed and the others just sort of like, 
sort of worked around that and they added sort okay. of the comedy elements to it because sure. I seem to remember in all the well he's acting actually Stephen P acts like a, a idiot but like yeah he's a goofball in the videos in the videos but like when he's singing a lot of his lines are delivered like straightforward lines and, uh-huh. then, and then you've got this sort of extemporaneous Ed Robertson line like don't blame it on Yoki and I'm just that's stuck in my head <laughs> yeah. forever because that's the fucking wor- that's the wake up call my, my alarm is going to be don't blame it on Yoki that should be a segment we pick out the iTunes alarm from each song but maybe we'll add that next up uh, yeah okay so so I think that it, you'd need somebody it's like Stone Cold Serious how about Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> can he front the band <laughs> How about Coldstone, Steve Austin? <laughs> Coldstone, Cream Austin. Sorry, go ahead. So who would... Who, so who I, would... I literally have no... I'm like, I'm trying to think of who has, like, sort of... Who can harmonize. Mm-hmm. Who can write sort of really sure. catchy what about, lyrics. Could it could it be, like, one of the crooners? Could it be, like, a Josh Groban or, like... Or a, a, a Michael Buble. A Michael who Buble. Who is presenting the... Who presented the uh, yeah, Juno true. Awards last yeah. week. yeah. Um, I think those are both, I think a crooner, but I don't, it had, it'd have to be somebody who could work. Like, I don't feel like Michael Buble plays well with others or Josh Graban because there's, there's oh, solo acts. I love the English you put on the ball there. Josh Graban. <laughs> oh, <so, laughs> I think it's just Groban. That's from Tim and Eric. Oh, is it? It's a, it's a thing around my, my partner and I, we always call him Josh Graban. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Once I was getting coffee in our great town of Columbus, Ohio. And I walked out of, I walked out, I got a hot chocolate and I walked out of the coffee store. I hate coffee. I figured our fans needed to know that. And there was a, a van there. And the van's window rolled down. It was a tinted window. I'm not making any of this up. And inside was a man dressed in full king regalia. And he said, hey, buddy, buddy, come on over here. And I said, okay. And I walked to his car. He said, hey, anybody tell you you look exactly like Josh Groban? I said, no. He said, you do impressions? I said. <laughs> you want to you highlight, highlight, headline my kid's birthday party? He said, I do impressions for a living. I'm on my way to a party right now. <laughs> That's why he was just the king. He said, here's my card. Do you, do you know how to sing? I was like, sort of. He's like, you would be a perfect Josh Groban. Take my card. Call me sometime. <laughs> and I said, thanks. And I, he drove away. And I, Scout. Did, did he drive away or did somebody drive him away? <laughs> His servant uh, yeah. got in the front seat. Yeah. Imagine sitting in like an open top truck to the throne <laughs> in the back of an El Camino. It's like a big minivan. It was the last thing a king should be driving. But, uh, yeah, that was a surreal moment in my life. Um, but, uh, anyway, how did we get there? Oh, Josh Groban. Uh, yeah. So, no, it wouldn't be him. You're right. I don't know. Who plays well? It would be, have to be part of a band. Yeah, but... it'd, have to be, it'd have to be part of a band. I'm thinking, like, uh, somebody from, I don't know, like, the Trans-Canadian Highwaymen. Like, how about Steve Page? Uh, like, one of the other guys. <laughs> okay. Ooh. What a slap to the face where they just robbed him of... <laughs> the baseball coach? Could he be the... Um, yeah. What about... Like, I'm trying to think, like... Here's uh, okay. Follow me on this one. Another yeah. band mm-hmm. that is currently washed up, whose lead singer I think could be thrown into another band and revitalize them. Rivers Cuomo of Weezer. He's got the tongue in cheek. I think a lot of Weezer's yeah. early songs are funny. He's good at harmonizing. He works with well with people. I think Rivers Cuomo would be great. I like what you're throwing down here. You, I think that's the answer. Rivers okay. Cuomo. Rivers Cuomo. Patrick, thank you for your question. Thank you. <laughs> All right, now's the part of the show where we beg you for iTunes reviews. Why are we still doing this? Go to our iTunes. Here's, here's an iTunes review from someone named Goblin J. The title of this review is Bare Nakedly Ladyful. They gave us five stars, and Goblin J said, If I had a million dollars, I'd still listen to this bizarre podcast. 
Goblin Jay, thank you. That is so sweet of you. I sincerely appreciate that, Goblin Jay. <laughs> yeah. We think that you should go and rate and subscribe. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. I put us on all the things, Evan. Yeah. I've been doing the legwork, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Taker will keep reading your reviews and I'll have will. to keep editing out my teeth grinding because <laughs> this is so awkward. On Facebook, you can check us out where It's All Been Done, the podcast on Facebook. On Twitter, we are at Been Done Pod. Remember to get us, get on us with, uh, if you're Team Yoko or not, you can rewind. Yoko no Joko. Yoko no Joko. And what was the other one? Yoko, go broco. <laughs> that's right. Very good. Um, yeah, that's about it. Evan, what do you got to plug this week? <laughs> I love this last segment always. <laughs> I'm Saker. I'm Evan. We'll see you again in one, one week. week.